Now, I have mentioned our view and our vista here across Galway Bay to North Clare. Uh, and of course, you just swing right once you get to North Clare, you're out to the islands uh, uh, as well. Uh, the Aran Islands are not too far away from us, geographically speaking. Our reporter, Josh Crosby, has been out there, out to Inishir to meet with tourists and locals about the magic of island life. Take a listen. It's amazing, like the nature, like all the landscape, very excited, yeah. I love Galway, I liked it a lot, so yes. I'm really excited today. We're just going out to the island, what well, can photograph local wildlife, just to see what there is out in the western Atlantic side of things. This is our second day here in Galway, and uh, yeah, we're heading over to the Aran Islands to uh, check it out. Aidan McDonagh, skipper with Aran Island Ferries, and we're on board Glorna Farragi here this morning, heading out to Russaville, heading for Inishmon and Inisir. We've always had boats in the family, sailing boats, Galway Hooker, so very interested in the sea all my life. And as I look around here, like it's certainly not just visitors and tourists that use the service. No, definitely not. The locals depend on this service a lot. Obviously in the winter they need to come in with their shopping, vets, doctors, appointments, a whole lot. So, so we look after all their, their needs that we can. Our first drop-off will be the island of Inishman, the middle of the three Aran Islands and then we'll be proceeding round to Inisir. And uh, if you look over here now, you can see Inishmore very clearly today, just yeah. a little bit to our right-hand side. My name is Paul Nash. I'm the engineer on board here, covering for the normal engineer, if you like. During the summer, I'd normally be lecturing down at the Maritime College in Cork. So I come up on a kind of volunteer basis, really, but I'd bring my family up and we'd stay on the island for you know a couple of days here and there during July and August. There's nowhere better, really, when the weather's nice. It's like its own little microclimate. Sometimes the weather mightn't be great on, on the mainland and you come out here to the islands and it's fantastic, you know. And your family are only one of many, many. Like, how many people are coming out to the islands during the summer months? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we're kind of looking at numbers here. I mean, if we just looked at Inishir as one example, about 1,000 to 1,500 come out every morning, day trippers normally. And then if you looked at Inishmore, probably 2,000 to 2,500. Aidan and Paul are some of the crew on board Glorna Farraga as we head out to Inishir. Tourists and those who now call the Aran Islands home are full of praise for what's in store. We're from uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana in the States, and we're on a all-day tour going to these islands and then to the cliffs of Moor. It's beautiful. We're a group of walkers, car ramblers, and there are about 13 of us going out for the day. Okay. Yeah. And what is it about the terrain and the islands that you... Uh, we love it, you know. We just love the islands. And what was it about in year that you liked the last time? Or? Well, I suppose it was just the fun that we had cycling around and you don't really get to cycle around somewhere and you see the sea the whole way around you. No matter where you are on the island, you can see the sea is amazing, really. My name is Una Nilanagon, and I'm a professional harvest. Una Nilanagon is Adam Dum, August Shineman Chlorshoch. And Una, how did you come to be here now in the Aran Islands? Well, what happened is that I was a musician during COVID, and I ended up having a opportunity to take a few days off. But of course, it was the lockdown period, so you had to stay within your county. And I thought to myself, where in Galway County could I go that would be the deepest well of Irish culture and Inishmian was the answer. So I came here for a week and I had an amazing time and three years later I'm still here. Three years later you're yeah. still here. The islands have many beautiful things to offer, they're unique in their own way but something that's also unique I've never seen or heard a harp on a boat, on a ferry. So uh, you're going to give us a flavour of your talents today? I am. So I'm going to be really cheesy here and I'm going to play a jig called the Rolling Wave. <laughs> As we look out at the waves. Exactly. Here it goes.
Meeting me when I disembark the ferry is the artistic director of the Orisena Arts Centre, Dara McGee. Dara organises exhibitions, artist residency programmes and much more. But today, he's my own personal tour guide. So, Josh, we came up from the boat there now and we're just coming around by the slip. As you can see, there's a good few tourists around today. It's quite busy, yeah. It's busy enough. A lot of people on the beach. Yeah. As you can see. And, and it's lifeguarded as well. I the saw, life, saw them on the boat. The lifeguards out. come in the morning and go back in the evening and you can see there's a good few fishing boats here as well and there's still a good tradition of fishing on the island. This is a local GA club and the men's team is made up of the three islands and they play intermediate. Look at that for a background uh, pitch. We're going past the campsite here and as you can see there's uh, six bell tents there. and then Fancy glamping as well. Glamp, kind of glamping in the airport of course where Air Iron flies oh, in yes, daily. Yes. Yeah. So there you go Josh, on your left there now that's the famous Classy. It, it crashed onto the rocks in March 1960 and the reason it's famous and the reason so many tourists come down here to see it is because it's on the opening sequence of Father Ted. Right, so when they're coming over the fictional craggy island, this is where we are now? Yeah, this is it. This is the fictional craggy island. It's a huge draw for tourists. Yeah. So now, Josh, this is it. This is Orisena, former weaving factory, now an art centre. This is the famous, the most westerly art centre in Europe. The most westerly art centre in Europe. Come on, we'll go in and have a look. That's lovely stuff. The art centre is here 23 years and it's in a disused weaving factory that was built in the 80s. Over 40 artists spent time on the island last year, which was absolutely phenomenal and fantastic. And the demand for our open call is absolutely just growing year on year. We've everybody from acrobats to painters to writers, poets, you name it, we get them out here. What is it about the island that artists want to come here? What do they get from a place like this? Well, being an artist myself, space and time is very important. Um, it's not like you can get up on a Monday morning and do a nine-to-five job being an artist and just do a nice painting every single day. To just have the freedom to be able to go out for a walk and come back or to go out your sketchbook or, or start singing at the back of the whatever it may be, is invaluable. The Artists in Residence programme runs all year round, but now that we're into the summer months, talk to me about the different exhibitions on display here. We have two big exhibitions opening uh, this Friday. One is called Boys, as in Sea Boys. And these were gathered up on a coastal clean-up by the fishermen during COVID. And they've been given out to artists and they're going to paint them. And we're using the two long walls going down to the lighthouse as the gallery walls to, to show these artworks. And we have a very diverse range of artists. And then up in our gallery on Friday night, we're opening an exhibition uh, that we commissioned last year in conjunction with Phelan and Gluck. And it's an artist from Donegal, a photographer from Donegal, a photographer Cormac Coyne from the island here, and a photographer from Jeju Island in South Korea. So uh, my name's Cormac Coyne and I'm a teacher here living on Inishir for the last 16 years and I teach on Inishir three days a week so that's like you know I do Monday, Wednesday and Friday and then Tuesday and Thursdays I go over to Inishman and teach over there. And you're commuting between both islands for, for work? Yeah so when I go to Inishman I have to get up in the morning, get my breakfast, all that usual stuff and then I get a boat across to the island and I work there and then I have to wait there to like oh I don't know about maybe 7 o'clock at night when the boat's coming back in from Russellville so it's a long day And what's the school population like here on the island in Inishir and Inishman like are they in a good position at the moment? Uh, yeah we are last year we had 30 students in both schools give or take So 16 years you came out here with a bit of Irish but now you're living here you're teaching in two different islands how would you sum up island life? Oh I, I love the pace of life out here the people are the salt of the earth I just love it here I, I find it very hard to move away now <laughs> Teacher and photographer Cormac 
coin down at the Inishir co-op I met with manager Chloe Niwalia to hear about some of the challenges the island is facing. We had a population of 281 2016 we're up at about 345 now so the number one challenge is our pier um, it's inadequate and then the last extension went on in 1997 so we've had a positive news story last week from Minister Heather Humphreys that finally the pier has been sanctioned to go out to tender which is a huge step forward. Planning permission was granted in 2005, funding ran out and things dried up and different issues occurred and neighbouring islands and mainland piers got done but in this year was left. So the pier is our road and even though we're in July, last Friday night um, the skippers will tell you and the staff themselves but they had to go back to the mainland in July. So water is a huge issue and um, restrictions come in place. This year at the end of May they'll run until about Halloween, the water's off from 11 to 7 at night. That's a huge issue if there's ever a fire on the island at night. We import about 20,000 litres a day, twice a day on a water boat that comes from a reservoir in Spittle to Rossaville to the island. Um, it's a great service, we're really lucky to have it. But that's not feasible in the long term. But like what's, what's being done? Like, is this going to continue? Or? Hopefully not because it's the Irish taxpayer paying for it. So it would be great um, if we can sit down with Irish Water and with the department. So it would be great to build bigger reservoirs, bigger tanks to collect that rainwater and clean it and have it ourselves here for the summer. It looks nice and aesthetically pleasing but there's lots of stuff happening behind the scenes to keep the chaos under control. And would some people living on the island feel that they're not getting the same level of services and treatment that people living in the mainland yes. will get from Galway County Council? Yeah, there are those difficulties. The geographical cutoff from the mainland is one thing. You're, you know, you're living on an island on the west coast of Ireland, on the Atlantic. There's the challenges of the weather in that. But then there's the extra cost. So, for example, freight. If you're building a house, a shed, or anything, it's, it's double, treble the cost of anything on the mainland. Uh, businesses that operate here, pubs, restaurants, cafes, they pay rates to Galway County Council, like any uh, island would to any local authority. But they're not getting the same services provision back. Although the tourism season is great and it creates a lot of revenue and income for families on the island, there's all those things to compete with in the background. Be- Behind the stunning views and a unique way of life, much of the local economy relies on visitors and with that, improved infrastructure is needed. Taking a stroll down by the beach, the clip-clop of the Jarvis go by as tourists pick up some artisan gifts and take in the local culture. My name is Paddy and I'm here at Rohi in Asir. How popular are the bikes now on the island? They're quite popular. There's no doubt about it. You're out fishing what you're doing. Bikes are popular and it's a great way to get water around the island you can go at your leisure and you're going to see a lot more so that uh, for the amount of time that you have on the island a bike is the way to do it my name is Jane and we came over uh, my twin Judy and I came over for our 75th birthday happy birthday so you're celebrating your birthday in, on the Iron Islands yeah we Close are <laughs> you're a modern Jarvie here you have the, the tractor and trailer that's right yeah, yeah. it's handier they're a big hit on the island are they uh, it's, it's, depending on the weather if you get the weather it's busy and if the weather is bad, you don't get many. Yeah. But are you local here yourself? Local, yeah. Yeah, yeah born here, live here. Yeah. Have you seen many changes over the years? Yeah, there's big changes. When we were growing up, there wasn't much on the island, to be honest about it, but it's improving all the time. Pat Quinn is my name. I arrived out here to just to play uh, some traditional music with a couple of lads, and uh, we ended up staying for the whole summer. The lads went back, and I ended up staying for 21 years. Came for a weekend, and you're yeah, still I'll here today? still here, yeah. And I believe you're one of the most sought-after musicians on the island as well? Uh, I wouldn't say that. I've heard, I've heard that on the grapevine. Maybe sought, sought after, maybe not for music though. Maybe you might give us a number, will you? I will indeed, Dad, as I said. This is called Bob Dylan's Talking in a Sheer Good God Almighty Precipitation Blues Part 14 and a Quarter. It's the, the abbreviated version. <laughs> well, I've seen a lot of cities and places foreign in the 25 years since I was born. I've been up and down and I've been here and there, but I've never seen no place like in it's not like Longford City Centre. 
So, early one morning when the sky was blue, I went out walking for a mile or two, and the sun it was beating on the boats and the birds. I took out my wee book of Irish words. I said, there's a phylum. Oh no, it's a, it's a hedge All right, <laughs> thank you to Josh Crosby uh, for that report uh, from uh, the Iron Islands for Minutes here, specifically Josh, and like he was having a great time there. I'm not sure if we'll ever get him back. Anyway, thank you again, Josh. Stay with us here uh, on the Hard Shoulder, coming to you live from the Galway Bay Hotel as part of News Talk's Summer Tour.